I had plenty of leisure, but it was the leisure of solitude, for my Sundays was demanded to be spent in the fields at horse or cow tending. My whole summer was one day's employment, as it were, in the fields. I grew so much into the quiet love of nature's presence that I was never easy but when I was in the fields, passing my Sabbaths and leisures with the shepherds and herd boys, as fancies prompted, sometimes playing at marbles on the smooth, beaten sheep tracks, or leapfrog among the thymy molehills, sometimes raging among the corn to get the red and blue flowers for cockades to play at soldiers, or running into the woods to hunt strawberries, or stealing peas in church time when the owners were safe to boil at the gypsies' fire, who went half shares at our stolen luxury. We heard the bells chime, but the fields was our church, and we seemed to feel a religious feeling in our haunts on the Sabbath, while some old shepherd sat on a molehill, reading aloud some favourite chapter from an old fragment of a Bible, which he carried in his pocket for the day, a family relic, which possessed on its covers and title pages, in rude scrawls, genealogies of the third and fourth generations, when aunts and uncles and grandmothers died, and when cousins, etc., were married, and brothers and sisters born, occupying all the blank leaves in the book and the title pages, borders, which leaves were preserved with a sacred veneration, though half the contents had been suffered to drop out and be lost. I loved this solitary disposition from a boy, and felt a curiosity to wander about the spots where I had never been before. I remember one incident of this feeling when I was very young. It cost my parents some anxiety. It was in summer, and I started off in the morning to get rotten sticks from the woods. But I had a feeling to wander about the fields, and I indulged it. I had often seen the large heath called Emmonsales, stretching its yellow furs from my eye into unknown solitudes, when I went with the mere openers, and my curiosity urged me to steal an opportunity to explore it that morning. I had imagined that the world's end was at the edge of the horizon, and that a day's journey was able to find it. So I went on, with my heart full of hopes, pleasures and discoveries, expecting when I got to the brink of the world that I could look down, like looking into a large pit and see into its secrets the same as I believed I could see heaven by looking into the water. So I eagerly wandered on and rambled among the firs the whole day till I got out of my knowledge, when the very wild flowers and birds seemed to forget me, and I imagined they were the inhabitants of new countries. The very sun seemed to be a new one, and shining in a different quarter of the sky. Still, I felt no fear. My wonder-seeking happiness had no room for it. 
I was finding new wonders every minute, and I was walking in a new world, often wondering to myself that I had not found the edge of the old one. The sky still touched the ground in the distance as usual, and my childish wisdoms was puzzled in perplexities. Night crept on before I had time to fancy the morning was by, when the white moth had begun to flutter beneath the bushes. The black snail was out upon the grass, and the frog was leaping across the rabbit tracks on his evening journeys, and the little mice was nimbling about and twittering their little ear-piercing song, with the hedge-cricket whispering the hour of waking spirits was at hand, which made me hasten to seek home. I knew not which way to turn, but chance put me in the right track, and when I got into my own fields, I did not know them. Everything seemed so different. The church, peeping over the woods, could hardly reconcile me. When I got home, I found my parents in the greatest distress, and half the village about hunting me. One of the woodmen in the woods had been killed by the fall of a tree, and it served to strengthen their terrors that some similar accident had befallen myself, as they often leave the oaks half cut down till the barkmen can come up to peel them, which if a wind happens to rise, fall down unexpected. <laughs>